the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. You guys, I have Brandy Cyrus in the house. What, what? This girl is so amazing. She does so much. She's a model. She's a DJ. She's a world traveler. She has a hit show on Bravo called Cyrus vs. Cyrus with her mother, Tish, where they compete against each other to see who has the best home design. This girl has got it all going on. She's, one, she's from one of the most famous families ever, the Cyrus family. And we just talk about life and everything under the sun. Here she is with Brandy Cyrus. So happy you're here. I know, and I just saw you last night. Uh, briefly. Briefly. Yeah. You have been on a world exploration. Yeah. Tell Always. me about your travels, because this is an exciting thing. You just, like, happen, happen randomly. I know, I know. So I'm always, usually traveling back and forth to L.A. and New York just for work and stuff. Um, and it's been years since I had been overseas. But when I was younger, um, little known fact, I used to play guitar for Hannah Montana back in the day. <laughs> I did see you have, like, a brandy cam at Hannah Montana, too. See, yeah, there where you go. Where you went around and, like, did behind-the-scenes stuff. I did some Hannah Montana stuff back in the day. So would you go them. touring with Hannah Montana? So before she was with Miley Cyrus... And she was just Hannah Montana. I was her guitar player for the Hannah Montana band. And um, and I got to travel in Europe with her a lot when I was much younger. Oh, my gosh. So you so, saw it all. Where were your favorite places? We did. We did mostly Europe is what we did. Um, like London, Paris, um, Berlin, Munich, like random, random European cities is mostly where we went. Um, I've been to Italy on vacation with my mom. But I haven't been overseas in so long, and I've been itching to. And then literally out of nowhere, my brother Brazen... Um, who, out of all of us, is probably the most talented. We all say this. He's so talented. And he in what? doesn't really do anything. <laughs> that sounds really bad. But he's only 23. Is he talented in music? Oh, everything. He went to film school for a year. Okay. Like, made some insane film. I was like, how do you know how to do that? And then um, <laughs> music. He can play any instrument. Plays by ear. Has a great voice. Really? Um, has a little bit of an interest in acting. And anytime he puts himself on tape, he, like, kills it. I'm like, how do you kill everything? Like, because he doesn't, like... He doesn't. He doesn't go to acting class. He doesn't take lessons to play music. He can just naturally do it all. It's insane. Um, but well, he lives maybe here it's in, in y'all's genetics because all it of is, you but guys he's are. He's got it the easiest. Like I had to work really hard to learn guitar, and I had to work really hard to go to act. Like, and he just can naturally do all these things. So. Um, anyway, he lives here now. He moved here about a year ago. Well, according to the season finale, every Cyrus lives here but Miley, and y'all are it, trying to persuade her she, of your new show, Cyrus versus Cyrus. Um, season finale. Okay, I, I, I guess I can tell you. I mean, she hasn't closed on it. Okay. But she made an offer on a house a few weeks ago when she was in town in, in Franklin with some property. So um, your plan worked. So the plan worked, yeah. Which she, we have to get into that. But She has the guest house, which she loves, but, you know, when she comes with Liam, I mean, it's, it's a lot to be in that little tiny little <laughs> barn. So it was so funny. Last time they were here, he he works out every day. And he was working out in the yard because he couldn't in the house because it's so small. Yeah. And so she was like, okay, I think it's time we get something bigger if we want to be here more. I love um, it. So she made an offer on a house. Hopefully, um, you know, 
Okay. Fingers crossed. It goes through and she closes and she wants to be here a lot more. Heck so yeah. Everybody's here. Okay, so we're going to talk all about Cyrus versus Cyrus, your yeah. new show on Bravo. Okay, but back to Brazen. Back to Brazen. So Brazen, who just sits at home and <laughs> grows his own herbs and chickens and eggs and like he's like such a little like just homebody he really is um he got just this random phone call to walk in the dolce and gabbana fashion show for men's fashion week in milan has he been like, pursuing modeling no of course of <laughs> course you're like you. of course brazen got the call course. uh he so when he was younger living in la i'm talking like five years ago he he's like a, a blessed one right he is <laughs> he signed a deal with wilhelmina okay. in la but i don't even i don't think he ever worked one job he got offered plenty of things and he was just like no i just want to play music or no you know what i mean no i'm in film school right now so like he never really did anything with it but if you google him i'm pretty sure what pops up are his headshots and okay like some you know some photos that he had taken so I don't know if somebody Googled him or what, but um, yeah, how somebody, did they find him? Don't know. Someone reached out to my mom and was like, "Hey, we're trying to get a hold of Brazen's representation. We'd like him to walk in the um, I forget what they called. They like called it the like Millennial Something Show for Dolce and Gabbana." And um, at first, we like my mom was like, "Is this real? I don't know." <laughs> so a scam. Um, I actually I'm signed to Next Model, so I like had my agent look into it for him, and it was like two weeks before the show, and they were like, "Yes, it's real. We have other boys walking in the show. Like we can negotiate his contract if he wants to sign to us." Blah blah blah. So it's like modeling contract signed, done. Dolce Gabbana show booked, and they offered to fly him and and a guest like business class or whatever. And since I've done Fashion Week a lot and everything, my mom was like, "You should take Brandy, and you guys can go." And so we went. It was the best time ever. Um, the Dolce show was so cool. They had like a hundred and some boys walking in this show. Was Brazen nervous? Because like, he wait wasn't. a second. Who crazy. is this person? He's so, he is so crazy. He's, like he never wasn't. done a runway show? I was like, should you practice? He was like, no. He was like, it's walking. It's fine. It was so So he crazy. just doesn't worry. And he killed it. He did great. We need, I need to take a lesson row. from just, him. Yeah. I he just know. doesn't stress. No. No stress. So chill. He's so chill all the time. Oh. <sighs> But anyway, so he, yeah, he killed it. It was a cool show because they had, they did have models walking, but they also had just other cool guys, like a couple of um, Puff Daddy's kids that we know from LA. Oh, they were cool. randomly there. And then this, this guy, Avin, that we're friends with, who's a director, he was walking in the show. So it seemed like they made it a point to have other guys in the show that aren't just models, which I thought was really cool for a, a, yeah. high, like a high designer to do. You don't really see that a lot. I just can't believe the first show is in okay. Switzerland, Dolce and Gabbana, and he's it's just insane. like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so we, because we went all the way to Milan, uh, he was like, I don't want to just go there, you know, fly all that way and just come back in two days. So we asked them to um, just, like, fly us out three days later, and we decided to go to Switzerland together. And oh I kind of booked us this little, like, trip to Interlaken, and we had the best time ever. What was your favorite part? <sighs> I don't know. So I loved the lakes there. They're turquoise. You mm. must, you've seen, have you seen them? Yes. Well, I've been, been there in winter, so it's been kind of cold. I don't know if when I've gotten I tell you these lakes, like, are turquoise. I, I've never seen anything like it. Like it does, it does not look real. Like even after being there three days, it still didn't look real to me. Um, so I loved the lakes and just being in Interlaken right there. But then it's all in the Jungfrau mountain region of the Alps, and so you can take a train 10, 15 minutes, and you're in all these mountain villages oh and towns and yes. stuff. And so on the third day, we went to a town called Grindelwald, and it's on this mountain called First. I've been there. Yes. It's my favorite place on earth. Yes, that place blew my mind. Dude, I, and we spent our last day there because 
long, long story short, my horse stepped on my foot two days before I left town. Your horse my toenail off, and so I was I was like limping my way through <laughs> Switzerland, and so all the things I wanted to do like hike and 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 do all the like activities and everything I couldn't do because I was limping. So too bad you just have to drink wine and eat cheese <sighs> and go back. <laughs> I oh, mean, so sad. I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah, um, but I loved it. We took like the um, cable car all the way to the very top. It oh. took like 30 minutes to ride this cable car, and it was so beautiful. And you're like going up into the mountains, and you can see the little villages, and then you get all the way to the freaking top, and you're just in the clouds. I mean, it was a dream place. And Ugh. I, I mean, it, I love to hike and be outdoors, so it was killing me to not be able to do that. But it's somewhere that I would definitely want to go back and explore more. I freaking love it, and I love how it just happened so fast. Like that. And that's and your I life, though, though. I was determined. I was like, because, like, we could have gone anywhere from Milan, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I want to go to the Alps. I've never been. And it was like, I made it my mission to go. And I actually reached out to Interlochen Tourism. So I was like, why not? <laughs> and I reached out, and they took such great care of us. That's they amazing. They met us off the train when we got there. They took us and did all, like, the touristy things. Like, you know, we didn't have to pay for any of it. We posted How a ton of stuff for them that? on Instagram because they were so kind. And on top of all of it, like, I was expecting some, like, I don't know, like, 45-year-old woman to show up who was heading this tourism board. Please tell me it was a hot Swiss out I guy. wish. Close. It wasn't <laughs> that good, but it was second best. It was a really cool girl who was, like, 26, 27. Awesome. And she brought her friends with her, and they hung out with us the entire trip. We had the best time So you had, like, built-in friends, too. Built-in friends. Like, I, I've never met nicer people in my entire life. Oh it's crazy. Gosh. I was like, you have to come to Nashville so I can show this hospitality <laughs> to you. It's not as cool, but, like, please come. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of, like, your vibe. Life is just cool. Like, you yeah. have a cool <laughs> life. Cool. Your family's cool. Y'all do cool stuff. So, yeah. I'm going to do a little rapid fire. Okay. So, just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Well, actually, okay. First off, describe yourself in three words. Oh, my gosh. Um, describe myself in three words. Outdoorsy. <laughs> is that an adjective? That's awesome. Um, outdoorsy and um, outgoing. I feel like I'm pretty outgoing and laid back. Outdoors is a big part of your upbringing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh -huh. Tell me about that, because y'all love horses so much, mm -hmm. and you have tons of dogs. I, I saw that your mom, I was watching all your interviews, oh, and, like gosh. stalking you hard, and your mom was saying y'all always were rescuing animals, and mm -hmm. you have so many dogs and animals that she had one room of the house that was the white room. The white room. Because like, no one was allowed in, like human <laughs> or animal. Like, it's insane. Because y'all, there's so much life running around yeah. in the Cyrus clan it's that she's true. like, this is my room. So how did She's the, so tell me about the dog rescue and all the animals yeah. and where did that love come from? Um, both my parents really just like, it's funny, my mom, um, she was adopted but she, and she was the only child so she always had pets growing up and stuff and uh, my dad, he his, his dad, so my grandfather trains, or he passed away when I was in college, but he trained spotted saddle horses in Kentucky and so my dad grew up around horses and from the time I can remember um, we've had horses like on our property. We've always lived on land and my dad's always had horses around. So when I was five years old, he just stuck me on a horse, like no helmet, no saddle, like no saddle, no nothing. <laughs> and was like, all right, let's go. You know, and that's how I learned how to ride. Um, and we've always grown up with animals. We've had a lot of German shepherds ever since I can They're remember. They're the best dogs. That's what I have now, I have a German Shepherd Ugh. rescue. And uh, I don't know, like, I mean, just a any memory I ever have of, a ch of being a child has been outside with my dad and with the animals, you know? Um, my dad's got a lot of Cherokee Indian in his blood, so a lot of that, like, living out on the land and being connected to nature kind of comes from that. 
Um, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably the one that took to the horse thing more than anybody else. Um, the boys rode dirt bikes and, and I rode horses and Noah too. She, she loves horses. And when we lived in LA, she and I competed on the hunter jumper circuit together. And that's how we became so close. But, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, my that's dad's a fun just bond. always, my dad's just always taken in animals. Like I think my mom told a story about how I think they were in Canada and my dad rescued these like chickens from somewhere and made my mom put them in her jacket and take them on the plane. And Did brought she, them home. How'd she get through security? Back when it wasn't <laughs> as big of a deal. I don't know because she literally took these chickens or whatever on the plane and like. At Your this, mom? My Did she just, just go along with it all? She just goes with it. Yeah, I don't know. It's so crazy. She's like, I'll go with it all, but I have to have my white room. Yeah, the white room. As long as no one goes in the white room. So, Is the white um, room beautiful? It's not even that pretty now. <laughs> like we were just in there filming the show. Of course they wanted to see it, and I was like, this room's not even that great. My but mom's like, it could stand a remodel. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, since y'all are remodeling, maybe you remodel the white room. She, oh, she's already want, she wants to remodel the entire farm, always. Okay. So, I'm okay. Sure if we get picked up for season two, I guarantee you that makes it into season two. So, yeah. I want, I cannot wait to talk about your show. But okay, first off, celebrity <laughs> crush. <Fire. gasps> Today, yes, Kyrie Irving. Who's that? Yeah, it's been that for a minute, actually. Ky he Kyrie Irving. He plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh, la la. <laughs> Does have we said hey? Um, I follow on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know how else to say hey. Um, okay. He's hot though. I don't know. That's the crush of the week. Okay. Do you like athletes or actors or musicians or? So, if we're gonna get real, we're gonna um, get real. Every guy I have ever dated has been a musician. Mm -hmm. I've not ever, ever, ever dated anybody that's same. Not. And I'm sure that's just the world I live in. <laughs> it's the world I was raised in. Whatever. So, um, after the last one, I was like, it's time to change course, change your <laughs> pool. So yeah, I've kind of been into the athlete thing, right? Athlete's now. great. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll follow you and I'll, I'll keep up with it and see great. what happens. Keep yeah. me posted. I will for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is your pet peeve? I probably have a lot of them, but one of them is people that walk right in front of you and just walk so slow <laughs> and are clueless about it. I'm like, aren't you aware that there's someone behind you that's trying to go somewhere? It's terrible. I that and also like close talkers drive me crazy too. Do they? Yes. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Like it's a spatial issue. I, I just need. Some, I think you need some space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like you should answer these two after I give my answer. It's unfair. Oh no. So. no. No, no, you're close talkers. I'll close keep my distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is a beauty must-have for you? Um, like beauty product. Mm -hmm. um, eyebrow. Anything. Pencil. Gel. Pencil. Gotta have it all. I, I just, just started filling in my part. eyebrows recently. Really? Can you believe that? They look great. It's a game changer. Game changer. Yeah. Yes. Like if I can only do one thing before I walk out of the house, it's it's make sure my eyebrows are even. Have sure. you heard of the eyebrow, eyebrow tattoo things? Yeah. What do you think? No. First of all, it has to be insanely painful. Mm-hmm. And also, so tattoos, like I've bunched on my hands and everything, and anything that you wash frequently or that's, you know, like you're getting water on, I mean, you wash your face every day. So I would imagine they would fade pretty fast. Right. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't, <clears throat> but I don't think you need to do that if that's where you're going. Well, it's because I filled them in so well. Okay. Well, they look, yeah. Just keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't the tattoo. tattoo on your face. I know. It sounds, sounds freaking painful. Speaking of tattoos, what do all your tattoos mean? Well, so which one did I get first? Uh, <laughs> this one I got first. It's a music note. Really cheesy. Love, though. Well, my, that's a huge um, part of who you are. self was on tour, and I was on tour. I was with Miley, playing with Miley, and uh, my best friends at the time, and I'm still really close with them, were in a band called Everlife. They were a Disney group back okay. in the day. 
uh, and there it's three sisters and, and they were like sisters to me because I lived with them here in town for a long time and they were on tour with us and so the three of them and me got this tattoo together that's are y'all so close the first one yeah and, and it's funny because the youngest sister in that group now sings background vocals for Miley well that's She's awesome like stayed in the yeah in the crew so love that that's the first one uh, I think I got this one second it's a cross okay it's forgiven um, and my mom and I got tattoos at the same time. Does she have that um, same one? She doesn't. She got music notes with like a scripture or something on her wrist at the time. Aww. Um, so we did that and then also on tour. So for some reason there's always tattoo artists on tour. And you I gotta get tattoos on tour, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Miley drew this on my hand with a Sharpie, it's a heart. And was like, I dare you to get that tattooed. And I was like, <laughs> okay, because there's a tattoo artist there. Um, and my dad did it as well and my mom. So we all got that. That's, so that, that's sweet. That's handwriting. Um, and then these two were, I don't know, they were just kind of um, very like spontaneous Does tattoos. But this says hope, that's a cross. It's kind of self-explanatory. Love that. Um, and and you have a feather. The feather here. My brother Trace has this same tattoo, but his goes from <clears throat> here to here okay. on his ribs. And it's just, we're, you know, like I said, a lot Cherokee in our blood so he has quite a few Cherokee inspired tattoos and I got this one and then happened to get a dog years later that I named Feather even though it wasn't really so it's not for there your was dog. no connotation but now I'm like Feather oh uh, oh I have one of my ribs okay and it's in Cherokee writing and Cherokee language it says spirit of the black horse because when I was a kid I had a black horse that I got when he was four and had him until probably Six, five or six years ago, we had to put him down, but he was like my childhood horse that I like grew up with. Oh, and I wanted to get a, a tattoo for him, but his name was Lance, and I was like, I'm not gonna wear him. Lance, they were gonna be like, you love in sync, so I came up with that. I instead. love that. Yeah, tattoos. I have one. It says grateful, but I am it's addicted. It's a good one. I want to get more, but I can't I, believe you only have one. Why? Well, it took me thirty-three years to get one. Usually, once you get one, though, it's like I know domino effect. Mm -hmm. You want more? I have a major problem with commitment. Do you? Yes. Really? Yes. So like okay. that's the thing. I wish they could do like a disappearing tattoo that would disappear after five years. Then you could really test it out. No. I know you got to go make it. I know. It's I, you're right. You're right. You're actually you're so right because you got to go. Here's go what for I it. think after having all my tattoos. I think get don't get color. Just stick to black ink mm -hmm. or you know gray or whatever. Um, and I think just keep them small. Because the only one I'm not crazy about that I have is this one, and it's only because of how big it is. If hey, it let was me smaller, I wouldn't be mad about it. Okay. But it's very, it's very big. That's my only. Thing. Okay, small. I think stick to small. Yeah. Stick to black ink. Okay. I think I'm gonna file that away. Yeah. Okay. So what is a hidden talent that you have? Mm. You are all your talents out there? Because you've got a lot of talents. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I really have a hidden talent. You were also for a minute. You were in a duo. You had a, a record deal on Interscope. Which kind of is in town because no one knows about it, which is sad. Right. <laughs> That's a big deal. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So the girl uh, in that band with me, her brother is actually Miley's guitar player. Still is. Okay. His Jocko. And he introduced us. And it was I was kind of playing, you know, as Miley's guitar player, like I told you. And then when she started making music as Miley as well, they put together a whole new band for her. And I met Jocko when they were having band auditions. And he was like... Oh, you've been playing with this. Oh, that's cool. He's like, you should meet my sister because she plays music and you guys should write together. Okay. And I had never written before. Okay. Um, but I'd wanted, I'd wanted to start. And the girl that was living with me at the time, her name's Megan Park. She's an actress. Mm -hmm. And she knew Cody, the girl Cody. Uh, and so it was, I was like, oh, my roommate knows her. Like, yeah, maybe the three of us should get together. So the three of us got together and wrote a song together. 
Um, and from there, Cody was like, hey, do you guys want to just come and play with me out at this open mic? Like, I just need a guitar player. And I was like, sure. And Megan came along and sang harmonies. And somehow out of that, we started this band called Frank and Daryl. And it was the three of us in the very, very okay. beginning. And then Cody and I just started to take it more seriously because we were getting... You know, and get some momentum. People. Yeah, and it just kind of started to happen <clears throat> without us really trying. Um, and Megan was like, "Guys, I'd love to do this," but she, I mean, she was on a TV show full time, and she was like, "I just can't commit to it." So it ended up just being Cody and I, and from there we got the record deal with Interscope. How was that? Um, awful with what? Interscope <laughs> because the record labels are the worst. Um, record labels are tricky, huh? Yeah, it was. It was not great. It was not a great experience with the label. Um, you know, the experience Cody and I had was was awesome, and we spent a year and a half making a record in Santa Monica and from there we started to tour and it was right when Interscope was making a lot of changes. Right. They, um, Jimmy Iovine was president at the time and then while He's we He's not were, president anymore? Uh, I, I, he might still be in Interscope okay. but John Janik came okay. in. He, he, what was the label? That Fueled by Ramen I feel like is the oh, okay. one he used yeah. to head up. He came over to Interscope and when he came in like everything just changed. Right. And when that happens a lot of time bands just get swept under the rug. He ended up dropping about 200 artists and we weren't one of them but we were one that just kind of got shelved at the time and it was after Cody and I had been doing this for about five years. Okay. Living off of Taco Bell and living in a van and it was really hard and I kind of got to a point where they weren't letting us tour. They weren't putting out a record. I don't get that. Why have an artist know. signed if you're not going to put, it's do something crazy. With, what's the point? I have no clue. I don't, that's they the logic spent, I don't understand. I think $200,000 on our record is, is the number I'm pretty sure that was in our deal and it's like you're going to spend 200 grand on a record and not put it out. That well, doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I, I don't get that it's at insane. all. So To me, I would think if anyone asked me my opinion about a record yeah. label, which no one has, but this is my opinion. <laughs> you're like, I'm giving it to you anyway. <laughs> I think record label should really sign artists and keep it smaller and really develop the artists they sign mm -hmm. instead of well that's the beauty now I'm going with the boutique label yes. instead of a major because that's what they do and that's why they're doing so well now you know what yes. I mean? they're able to focus on just the artists that they really believe in um, so I don't know we had a mix we had a mix of a lot of really bad bad stuff like bad management we just our management wasn't great right our A&R wasn't great and um, it just got to a point where it was the frustration of all of it was causing a wedge between Cody and I okay and it just started to get really really tough and after we went on on the road for about six weeks and we were playing just the smallest venues you know under 100 people a night we weren't making any money and it got really hard and um, it what started out as a break and me moving back here to Nashville ended up with the band just breaking up because the label wasn't putting any money behind right. touring. They weren't releasing our record. And I was like, at the time, that I was probably 25 by then, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. So you were living in L.A., and you're like, I got to peace out, yep. move to Nashville. Because mm -hmm. so I, I honestly <coughs> couldn't afford to stay in L.A. and be in the band. Like, if the band wasn't going to make money, I couldn't pay rent. And I was like, it's not, if I, we're going to tour. And, and at the time, it was like, we're going to tour, and we're going to live on the road right. until this works. And I was like, why would I pay $2,000 a month in rent in L.A. if we're going to be gone all the time? Right. So in my brain, I was dating a guy here at the time. In my brain, I was like, I'm going to move back to Nashville. I'm going to pay $500 a month in rent, you know? Be near your family. Be, well, yeah, be near my dad and have somewhere to leave my dog where she yeah. has a yard and blah, blah, and be near my boyfriend when I am home. And then when I'm not, we go on the road, and I'm not spending a bunch of money. Right. And so I moved back, and, and things just... It just, yeah. It's not that they fell apart, and it's not that it was dramatic. It just like it fizzled. Right. And I started getting offers to do other things, and 
and at that at that age, I was just kind of sick of living in a van. Right, I hear you. Sometimes yeah. it just runs its course. Yeah. So you have a lot of talents, though. So music is one. Music. Yeah. You're also a DJ. Yeah, which is music. Which is music, and but it's <laughs> D, being DJ. Being a DJ is so hard. It's so fun. Jen, I went on an amazing race, and one of our challenges was with my partner Jen, and we had to be a DJ and yeah. like scratch. Yeah. It took a, it that's took us hilarious. like three hours okay, to scratching repeat. though is an art form in its own. I feel like that's I completely know. separate than DJing. Okay. Scratching is like to- I can't do that. Okay, like it's completely different. It's like an art form. What is DJing? Um, but DJ, it's really just, I mean, it's, it's knowing who you're playing for. It's knowing who's in the room, being able to read the energy and kind of feed off of it. Um, it's mixing, blending songs together. So you have to have an ear for key and BPM and and know what you're doing. So depending on what genre I'm playing, if it's hip hop, I do a lot of beat matching. Okay. And if it's not, I just do a lot of key matching and kind of blend and play what people are into. You kind of have to just like watch the room and see what makes people dance. And if they're like not, and it's like the vibe's going down, then you, you got to switch it up and either play something more upbeat or a different genre, a different song. But I don't know, it's really fun. It's How like, did you get into that? Uh, I guess, like, so I've been working in fashion for about six years, ever since the band stopped. And tell me what you do in fashion. You're an editor? Started as a blogger. Okay. So that's my fancy way of calling myself a blogger. Okay. I, you know, I, my, I'm okay. the own, my own editor of this blog. Yeah. Um, so it started as that. And what's the blog? It's called Style Native. Style Native. Yeah. And when I signed my modeling contract, it, that was a big part of it. They were like, because I had mentioned the blog. I was like, I kind of want to start a fashion blog. And it was right when girls first started to be able to make money and profit off of yes, it. Yes, off blogging. Um, and I was like, I should do this. Like, yes. no brainer. Like, I love clothes and yes. I love to write. So I was like, I'm just going to do this. And, and Next really encouraged me. So when they signed my when I signed my modeling deals, when I started it, and um, and so I would go a lot a lot of blogging is attending events and networking and blah blah blah. And so I would go to these fashion events and there'd be girls DJing, getting paid a lot more than me and having <laughs> a lot more fun because I hate going to events and networking and chit chat. That's like not my thing at all. So might as well be the so DJ have everyone yeah. come to you. I was like I might as well play the, like go somewhere and hear the music I want to hear <laughs> and have a purpose and get paid more and it just made sense and I was like I know I can do it. Look you at you being I mean? smart like you're savvy. Yeah. So that's, so how, that's it how it started. That's how okay. it started, literally. And, and then I, I did it like twice, and I was like, oh, oh, this is it. I was like, I'm hooked. Yeah. You loved it. It was love. love. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure I cover all the bases because you <laughs> sing, play guitar. I, can, I cannot sing. You don't sing. No. So you're not. So, so, in so you my just band, do music. I did sing backup vocals, but it is A, not that fun, and B, like I had to really work at it. Like I am not a natural singer at all. Okay, so you like to play guitar. I play guitar and keys in my band. Nice. Um, Guitar is probably my better, definitely my better instrument though. Um, so yeah, musician, not singer. Okay, can't sing. Okay, well you got you got the music gene. So you play guitar, yeah. you play keys, model, blog, mm. um, DJ, DJ, yeah. and love animals. But now the latest edition. Am yeah. I missing anything? No. Besides, the latest edition <laughs> is this new show on Bravo that right. is so stinking adorable like and it. fun. Well, I. I just, I've always really liked your whole family concept because I think you are kind of like a modern day Partridge family. Everybody or, says that. Yes, so everyone funny. from your mom to your dad to every single sibling is doing something so cool and so talented. And y'all really like stick together, I feel like. We do. Which it's is weird. awesome. I know. It's, it's, it's like, it's weird. It's even like when we're all together, it's like, it's weird for me. I'm like, man, isn't pretty cool that we all like still like support each other and make time for each other and around you know with so much fame in your family yeah. too well, and just a lot going on too like we're all just so busy but, but you it's would amazing think that we spend as much time yes. together as we do 
that y'all would be drawn apart or something would happen. Mm -hmm. How do you guys make it all work? And is it weird being in such a famous family or is it just normal? Normal. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's weird that it's normal because what most people don't realize is when I was six years old, my dad had a, the biggest song on the radio. Achy Breaky Heart. So to I, me, this that's, that marks time normal. in my life. Yeah. Achy Breaky Heart, Billy Ray Everybody. Cyrus came out. It was like, what is this? And any, anyone anywhere near my age would say that. Like, that's, you know, because, I mean, at six years old, that's when it was on the radio. And, and I was going to public elementary school and my dad was super famous. So to me, it's always been normal. So you didn't really know any different. Not at all. Okay, so was it was was it your family unit was intact, but was the world hard was was the world hard on you, or were you sheltered from all of that, or what was your childhood like? I feel like a little bit of both. Like definitely, school was hard, and my parents kept me in public school, which I'm super thankful for. And I'm is Franklin. I grew up in Franklin, mm -hmm. Tennessee. Like the public school system might as well be private schools. Um, but it was hard because even as a young kid, I remember people either wanting to be my friend because of my dad or making fun of me because of my dad. It was okay. one or the other, you know, and I, not that I didn't have any real friends, but because I did and, and I was very fortunate for that my entire school experience. I had a really great group of friends, but there were always the people that either, you know, wanted to be your friend or wanted to make fun of you and tear you down because of it. Right. Um, and I don't know, like. I don't have a ton of memories from when I was younger, but just little things do stick out to me where like, I remember when I was in elementary school one time and I was getting made fun of for whatever reason about my dad. And I remember my dad telling me like, well, you should tell them that you, uh, your parents have a 500 acre farm and you've got horses and dirt bikes and the coolest life ever because your dad's on the radio. So blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you know, it was, it, it was always just like, no, my parents never encouraged us to feel victimized about it at all. And to just, just feel fortunate because the thing, you know, the, the things that, made it hard also gave us a great life right you know what I mean and just the adolescent phase once you get past that yeah. I feel like life gets better but that adolescent phase is people are ruthless it was hard but also as like you know school was one thing and, and I was very um, like very academic like I made straight A's all through school honor roll blah 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 um, so I was very serious about school but then the minute I left school I went home and played outside until the sun went down with my dad you know and rode horses and dirt bikes and always had extracurricular activities and when I got old enough my mom had me in ballet gymnastics tap jazz I was on the yearbook team <laughs> I rode horses every single I ended up going from trail riding to like taking lessons at a barn and that's how I got into hunter jumper and so every day I would go and spend three hours at the barn after school if it wasn't another activity and so that she just kept us really busy and in in that way I feel like I was sheltered from it a lot because I was I had all these other things you know what I mean totally. that validated everything yes. the, about who I was other than these people making fun of me or giving me a hard time or sucking up to me or whatever it was yeah yeah that's awesome yeah what was it like to watch Miley form so it was it's so crazy how it happened because the year that she was auditioning for Hannah Montana was the year I went to college. Okay. So, which sucked because <laughs> I had applied to go to school. I went to MTSU for a year. And before, you know, before that all happened, like Miley was just a kid in, in school and wasn't really, you know, wasn't really doing anything. And then she got that part the summer before I went to college and they all moved to LA. And I was stuck here going to MTSU. Oh. Sucked. Yeah. So I, I hated school, hated college, hated Murfreesboro. Honestly, like I can't even remember that much about that year because it, I feel like I've blocked it from my Did memory because it was leave terrible. After that year, my mom said I had to stay the year, and um, and I did, and I finished. But like I, I remember it, like the last half, that last semester, like I would just straight up not go to class. Yeah, you're like, I would show up for my exams, and I, I passed every class. But <laughs> I remember being like, I cannot wait till this is over. And the minute it was over, I moved to California. You're like, bye. 
Yeah. So that was tough is because it was kind of all happening and I wasn't really there for a lot right. of it. And then I did move to California and, um, and Miley and I were so, so close. And so literally my day job was I was a featured extra on Hannah Montana every day. How I awesome was, like, was that? I was like Rico's surf shop worker. <laughs> and, and that's how I, you know, that's how I worked while I was in LA and, and my band and paid my bills was working on set for Hannah Montana. So I was with that's Miley awesome. every day, which was really cool. That's so awesome. a lot of that, you know, is when she was younger, it was, the paparazzi was really insane and she couldn't drive what so is I was that the one like her around I mean it, they're ruthless out there looking huh? back on it like it was kind of scary yeah like, I, I remember us like we would go into a nail salon and come out and there'd just be 50 men with cameras just swarming us how do they know where you are they have like a radar I don't, yeah I mean I'm sure someone there will call like gets I'm sure oh, they, they get, get tipped, tipped off. off or whatever we'll pay you to tell us when celebrities come um, and in LA, you know, they have, they have laws where people can sit outside your house, whereas here, they, you can't do that. That's is that why there's law. no paparazzi here? Yes. I've been wondering why Nashville's so great. People the loitering just... laws are very different in LA, where like, at one point, you know, there was a line of 30 cars that would sit outside my parents' house waiting for Miley to leave. But that's and they're they know where you live. Yeah. I know. Google, Google where anybody lives, I'm Do you have sure. to have like super tight security? I don't, I don't remember us ever having like crazy security, but there was a point where we had a guy with us all the time that was yeah. like a trained yeah. sniper or something because I'm saying I'm crazy because <laughs> Miley didn't ever want to feel smothered and want to feel like she had mm -hmm. all these people around her and she was never alone and everything like that was really important to her. So we never had like a huge security team, but I don't know. It is crazy because we were really young. I mean, she she was like 14, 15, you know. And, How and do you I'm, deal with that I'm kind of that much older fame and, that young? Is it just like y'all were geared up for it because we your were family? a little bit, for sure. But I mean, it's it's no lie that she struggled with it. I mean, yeah. anybody and everybody saw her go through all of her phases she's been through. And I mean, not to blame all of that on celebrity and fame, but that does play into it, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Of course, like she spent her childhood on set working her butt off, you know, and people don't really think about that. Yeah. It's crazy. Like. The childhood I had where I got to ride horses every day and hang out with my friends and do all these activities like she didn't get to do that because she was working right even, even though it's a dream job it's still work totally and I think people forget that uh, people do people yeah. make up all sorts people I feel like people just perceive something and then they have no idea what really totally. is the backstory nor do they care right <laughs> they just think oh that person has everything and mm. I'm just gonna be mad at them or whatever yeah it's crazy I know Okay, so I want to talk about Cyrus versus Cyrus. Okay. So tell me about this show and how it came about and how you got into interior designing. So my mom has done interior design, but as, as a hobby, really, uh, like ever since I can remember. So like, whereas all the rest of us would be outside, you know, pl like playing, riding horses or whatever, she would be inside just redecorating the house just all the time. And, and it became a joke that like every two or three years, she would just completely redo her home, <laughs> and spend an insane amount of money. And like, instead of shopping or whatever, like that was her home. thing. And so, uh, and I even remember too, like as a kid, like she'd go throughout the house every night and straighten all the photographs and be make sure everything was spotless. Like her home was like her haven, her, her her sanctuary. Like it was just her everything. And I, I don't know, like you know, the older I get, the more I turn into her. <laughs> and um, over the years, I've I've picked that up. I mean, I've let her decorate every space from my college apartment to the first LA apartment I had and she's just decorated every every space I've ever had and I've helped her do it and been there for it and I've just kind of picked that up so I bought a house here about a year and a half ago my first house in Nashville and it Heck was a yes. project I, it was disgusting I had to gut the oh, entire oh you did thing. like a, a fixer-upper it was it was like literally I, I had made offers on like three or four houses and just they just it was at that time when the market was so hot that they right. just go, they go in a couple hours right. and you know I didn't have a cash offer I had 
I had to, I put 20% down, but I had a mortgage. And so if you don't have a cash offer and you can't bid somebody out, you like, I just lost everything I tried to buy. <laughs> so I found this house that was a complete gut project and it was for sale by owner. Like I got so lucky because this house wasn't on the internet for a bunch of people to so know about. So you just stumbled across I it. I literally knocked on the door and I was like, I want your house. Like they even didn't really look at it. I was like, I just, I want it. Like, <laughs> let me have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Before they could go and put it online. And, and that, and that's how I got it. So bought this house, gutted it. My mom did help me, but I mean, I really did most of the work. I really okay. did. And that's kind of when I was Your like, love came about. I can do this. Like I'm yeah. good at this too. Yes. And then so then friends would come over and see my house and they'd be like, wait, can you help me with my house? So this started the thing. And so then you're yeah. like your mom and you start realizing y'all have this talent in common. And my mom was so pumped. That she I was, was having She's got a friend she now. Was like, yeah. yeah. She was like, yeah. <laughs> So we, I don't know, like it's weird. We've, we've both been approached to do TV before. Actually, for a hot second, I was a TV um, correspondent, a news correspondent for Fuse News. Oh, awesome. Which is like an MTV. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So I like interviewed artists and bands and worked red carpets and kind of did that kind of TV for a minute. And I've done a little bit of acting here and there too. You so are so talented. I, you can not. do so many things. I just say yes to everything and just <laughs> But that's like, the way to be. You know, act like I know what I'm doing and it just happens. <laughs> So, um, so people were approaching me about TV. Um, I got offered to do like this like e non scripted show that I ended up turning down. Um, and we tried to actually, fun fun fact, we tried to pitch a reality show about Nashville um, about six years ago when I first moved back here. It was like me and my friend group, and we filmed the pilot and everything. So wow. I've been attached to all this TV, and my mom gets asked to do stuff all the time, and we both disagreed that we didn't ever want to do anything that was about the family. Totally. We don't want to do any kind of reality totally. that's about my life. Like we always wanted it to be something that where it was like about something else and we were just in it or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just something just with some credibility. So this to was it. perfect. So yeah. So my mom's got a production deal. She's um, produced like movies and TV for the past several several years and somebody at her production company came to her with this idea of Cyrus versus Cyrus and they were like doing brandy and you compete in home design and it was right around the time that I was doing my house and everything and so I was like she was like would you do that and I was like yeah, sounds great. Like, sounds super fun. Yeah. Like, if I was going to do TV. That would be it. Do it with my mom. Do it Absolutely. And do it with some, doing something I really yes. enjoy. Great. And have a purpose to the show. Totally. Yeah, totally. So, and she agreed. So, we took it and we pitched it around New York. We had, like, three offers right away. And it all just happened so fast for TV. And you went with and, Bravo. And that, we did go with Bravo. So. And that's the thing is, like, all the TV I have been attached to. Because I've been attached to a lot of projects that haven't even gotten off the ground. Where it's like, okay, we're going to pitch you as the host for this show. Or we're going to pitch right. you as this for the show. And three years later, it still hasn't Totally. So, so I, this just flew. Yes. And then at this point, I'm like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. Absolutely. Like, I really did not think it was going to happen. Yes. And so Bravo bought it. And I was like, it'll be years before we film anything. Absolutely. Immediately, we start filming. Immediately, they're like, yeah, we're going to put it out in May. Like, it happened so fast. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. It what was, was the best filming? And then we have to wrap up. But what was the yeah. best moment of filming? And what was the worst moment of filming? The best moment, I mean, moments, is when... So like we have reveal day when mm -hmm. it's all done and that's we bring the, the homeowner back in. Yeah, that's clearly the best moment because we've slaved away, cried tears of frustration and whatever else, lack of sleep. And then, you know, someone comes back into their house that you've totally redone and they're so pumped. Like every single yeah. person whose house we did, they were so freaking happy at the end of it. And it made it all worth it. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not an emotional person at all, but like I teared up <laughs> every time because oh. I was like, man, these people are so freaking happy. This is great. You know, yeah. it makes it all worth it. So that was by far the best part. Um, and the hardest part is pro was probably just like the stress we were under of not only doing this 
job of designing someone else's hat. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and also when it's your house and you right. mess things up or you spend money that you shouldn't have and you're like, but what oh, if they shoot. don't like it? But yeah, and it's their like money, it, it's right? Their money, you know, if they're upset, like what you just never know. And so you're not only are you under the stress of getting this job done for this client of yours that you don't know, but you're making a TV show. So you're trying oh. to please producers who are trying to make an episode. And now everyone's going to judge line. your work on Everyone's going to, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, and if we do a bad job, it's not going to fall on anybody else. It's right. fall on Tish and Brandy Cyrus because that's just who that's it's going to fall That's a lot of pressure. So it was, like a, it was a lot of pressure, and the time frame we were under, we had six weeks to film because my mom had to go be on The Voice with Miley. We had a hard out. Yeah. And the weather, like we didn't want the weather to get bad. Like there were all these things. So like we were just so stressed to make this all happen within a certain amount of days but we didn't want to sacrifice on design because we wanted right. it to be quality and you know we had stayed in the budget like there were just so many things and you had to look good doing it oh. to, wake up, to wake up at 6 a.m to get hair and makeup which and then when you get a few weeks in you're like do i really need hair and makeup like, <laughs> trying to decorate a house here yeah but then you're like oh shoot i'm gonna be on tv i yeah, need I hair and makeup, hair and makeup. <laughs> so and it's just a lot it was a lot and then you're working with you know your mom who is the easiest person to take things out on and vice versa. So when, right. we, when we got frustrated, we take it out on each other. Do y'all fight? We did a couple of times. And and we don't really ever fight. I was going to say, was this new? It because sometimes new. these kind of situations bring out new very, sides. Very, very new because we never spent that much time together. Did it make you really? feel weird and when you had a fight with her? I always felt bad. Yeah. I was like, crap. But I was like, but she deserves it. But crap. You know what I mean? But it, it was definitely very tough. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. But seeing it on TV, it's like it's all worth it. I love it. Is yeah. your is your mom so happy too? So happy, yeah. I love it. It's, it's a dream, dream come true for her. Because this is her this life is her thing. thing now yeah. actually being revealed. Literally. Like, it's always been her dream to have her own interior design show and line. And hopefully <gasps> down the road start we a do fashion, that. Yeah. Uh, like a home That's line. That's what we want to do. So, oh yeah, we're, we're starting the, the steps on that for sure. So this that's literally like a dream come true for her. And for her, she's spent her entire life managing Miley and now Noah and working for everybody else, you know, so which she loves. But this is really the first thing she's had for herself. And I think she just like, I mean, it's literally a dream come true for her. You know? How cool that you got to do that with her. I know. I'm, it's cool. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to wrap up Kay. with leave your light. So oh, just leave that? some inspiration. Oh. You've had such an amazing <laughs> life. You've seen so um, much. You've done so much. Just leave some yeah. inspiration of how you have been inspired or would like to inspire people. I would just say from somebody that has been it's weird. It's like I'm an outsider in this inside entertainment world. Okay, but break like, that down. I know, like, that probably doesn't make sense to everybody else. Like, oh, you're an outsider. But, like, you know, like, I'm not the huge celebrity. And I'm not, like, whatever. But I'm, I've kind of always been in this celebrity world. And I've lived in it and grew up in it or whatever. Do you like being the outsider? I kind of do because what I've learned, and it's not just from Miley or, or my family. It's just being in the entire, I've just seen so much of it. What I've learned is that money and fame do not make you happy. True that. And it's a lot of hard work, and it seems great, but it's it's tough. It's a tough life. And and it's not to say that everybody who's in it isn't super blessed and, and, and so grateful, but it's very hard, and it doesn't make you happy. And the minute you sacrifice the things like friends and family and loving other people and being a light to other people, the minute you sacrifice all that is the minute that – you you lose everything. You know what I mean? Hold, wait, I gotta, I that's like, like an aha moment. Like if I was Oprah, I, I would know. be like, tweetable moment. That's, I literally, that's so true. When you give that, up your heart value. It's true. Because yes, I love DJing. And yes, I love being on TV and being able to do things like that. Yes, I love all that. But what truly makes me happy is riding my horse and hanging out with my dog and hanging out with my friends and you know and just I don't know like serving other people and just loving other people and I love seeing other people succeed because I could connect them with some like the minute you you forget what truly matters and, and you think like oh the fame makes me happy or all this money doesn't make me happy like 
that's just when it all goes downhill. And so for me, it's just very important to remember what, what is important and what life is really about. Because it's not about making money and it's not about being famous. Drop that's the mic. I would say. Brandy Cyrus yeah. in the house. That was. And it doesn't mean you can't do those things. Doesn't mean that you can't make money and be on TV. It just means. Don't have that as your. That shouldn't be what makes you happy and that shouldn't be what's most important. Okay. I freaking love it. That's you gotta right. write a self help book also. Should I write a book? Yes. <laughs> yes. I love maybe like the outsider uh, on the inside. Yeah. That's Call it idea. that. Maybe one of my co writers? Yeah. She's like, why not? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean I don't have the experience, but I'll like do whatever I'll cheerlead. Yeah, I feel like you could. I feel like you I feel like you got a little experience in there. I got some good insight. I got a little insight. Yeah. Well, thank I you so do. much for joining me. Yeah, Brandy, you are so fascinating and amazing and just a oh, bright light. No, so are you. Oh, Let's be girl. friends and hang out all the time. Why can't you remember? So I'll I call know. you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. There's cameras everywhere. I hope you loved hearing from Brandy. What an interesting, amazing, inspired person she is. I loved that interview. Next week, you guys get excited. I have one of the most influential women in country music in the A&R department, which A&R is the department that finds and discovers new talent and signs them to record deals, listens for songs, and gets those songs to the artists to get on the albums. It is such a crucial role in discovering new artists and talent and working with artists in developing their albums and their whole experience as an artist finding songs. It's a very, very crucial job. Autumn House is one of the best in the industry. She's been doing it for 17 years. We talk all about what goes on behind the scenes in the world of an artist with an A&R director. It is so exciting and so interesting. So y'all get excited for Autumn House next week. <laughs>